Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and welcome to our February 4th Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm the next door neighbor, Rachel Griffin. Well, I'll tell you, we have had a very difficult week for the Lost fan community around the world. First off, we had no new episode of Lost this week. Second of all, no official podcast this week. I'll tell you what's probably even worse than having a week or even two or three or probably this is actually harder to swallow than the six-week hiatus. And that is uh, the announcement made this week that the transmission podcast from Ryan and Jen is shutting down. Yeah, I was really sad. Yeah. But understanding. So, obviously, we don't have very much uh, enthusiasm right now, but I think we need to build it up. And you know what would build up our enthusiasm? I, I think it's time to bring in the Dane from Milwaukee, his What's Up With That segment. So let's go ahead and uh, see what Dane sent us in today. Hey, Cliff, Rachel, and Stephanie, this is Dane calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just got done watching the numbers episode, a repeat from last year. What's up with that? Wow, we're showing shows from last year? I mean, come on now. What are we going to start doing? Messing with us? There has to be a reason why the producers of the show would absolutely show the numbers again. Which is kind of funny, and I'm just thinking back here, is that the numbers episode was actually the episode that finally just hooked me into this show. And the second thing that hooked me into the show, and it was a sad day earlier this week when I listened to the final podcast of the transmission I think that all the podcasters out there that are podcasting Lost and all of the people that started listening to Lost Podcast probably all started out with Ryan and Jen. And I just want to say, Ryan and Jen, thank you very much um, for keeping me interested in the show and getting me more of a Lostologist. I thought I knew more than you guys did initially, but then I realized that you are the experts. Uh, Aloha, wish you the best of luck And hey Cliff What's up man? (laughs) Well Dane (laughs) We have been grieving all week In fact uh, uh, It's just been uh, Just crazy with the amount of emails uh, That have poured in To our inbox As a result of this announcement Just people left and right Just saying oh my gosh However, everybody has been very polite. Stephanie, you were just saying something uh, before we started recording um, about how you understand. Uh, no, yeah, I, I understand where they're coming from. I, I do. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have three kids. Which Jen is as which well. Which Jen is also. I was getting ready to add that in. Um, my husband works more than 40 hours a week, which I'm sure that Ryan probably does also. If not, he did when he was doing his podcast. Um, it takes a lot of work to put to pull this off. Not only the sitting down and recording and editing out all of my giggles, um, but some of the giggles. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's a lot of work to pull off, and um, I commend them for doing it as long as they did. It was How long did an they awesome do it? show. They started in sep- 
September 25th, 2005. Right around there. I think September 18th was episode zero. So. Right. <laughs> episode one was September 25th, 2005. I know that because Cliff played it like 40 times at lunch today. Yeah. In fact, I was, uh, I've actually been working on a, um, little audio clip uh, tribute to the transmission that I'll play here in just a moment. <coughs> now, the thing is, is, is I, I guess I do need to, to explain to our listeners who are actually listening to us that have never heard of the transmission. Believe it or not, we have actually attracted people uh, outside of the people that uh, Ryan and Jen sent our way. And so, uh, basically, I uh, just want to explain to you the significance of the transmission. Uh, the transmission is a lost podcast, uh, or was a lost podcast, done by Ryan and Jen Oswa uh, from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. And uh, they live practically just right down the road from... 20 minutes. 20 minutes. From both loca- city locations and island. Filming locations. Filming locations. Absolutely. And, in fact, um, Ryan uh, works downtown, and he sees a lot of filming uh, things going on. He gets a lot of inside scoops. He was getting a lot of inside scoops, and, and uh, they transmitted from the island, and, and it gave him a nice uh, home feeling, kind of like our living room here. Uh, it just gives you that feeling of a, a family atmosphere. And, <coughs> basically, it was the first Lost podcast that I had ever heard. And uh, ste- I remember. Do you remember that day that I came home? Yeah. I mean, I would. <laughs> Gotta hear this. We we okay. were so we were addicted to loss like yeah. nothing else. And I found that, and I came home from lunch, and I'm like, we are going to spend my lunch hour listening to this transmission podcast. Basically, they had an excellent show. I'm going to be playing a tr- like a sound clip tribute to them. Uh, to to give you an idea of just some of the cool transition music they did. Do you did. the one where Jorge Garcia calls in? How did you know? I didn't. I, you, I promise you guys, I did not tell her that I did that. But yeah, I emailed. Ryan, <coughs> excuse me, I emailed Ryan today and asked him which episode that was because I couldn't find it through all the episodes. And he he told me which one. And so yeah, I pulled that out as well. So you're gonna you guys are gonna get to hear how famous Ryan and Jen are. I mean, around the world. 14,000 listeners. That's just awesome. And and many of the cast members listened to the transmission. I mean, that's where they tuned into. And of, and the I'm a little intimidated <coughs> by the fact that now with Ryan and Jen being gone that um will we be able to carry ca- the torch? That the cast members would start listening to us. <laughs> well, I I don't know, it, maybe. It's intimidating. Yeah, it it, it could be. But um, you know, we just gotta make sure that we don't blast any of them too bad, you know. But we we do. But we're not blasting we're the not, actors. No, we we the characters and we we give the character Charlie a hard time. Stephanie and I do. For the record, Rachel, Rachel loves doesn't. Charlie. I don't and, love na 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 na. Okay. Oh, whoa. hold on. She doesn't I love don't Charlie. love Charlie. I am sympathetic towards Charlie, and I don't feel like he is that bad of a person. As am I now. Okay. And Stephanie is, is sympathetic now as well. He's not my favorite character, but I don't think he's the worst. There. And I could see where I could become sympathetic if they continue to write him some good storylines. So. Mm-hmm. And maybe they felt like they had to. <laughs> maybe that's why they they that one. Maybe they heard my rant. Yeah. <laughs> so, that could be. Maybe that maybe Carlson Cuse and and uh, Damon Lindelof it. were were listening to our podcast and like, man. Cliff and Stephanie are going to be getting this many listeners, then we we better turn this Charlie thing around. <laughs> you know the funny, just back to the, um, the whole beef that I had with Charlie, I totally turned around and blamed it on Locke and Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All Charlie's problems are their fault. Well, let's bring this back to the transmission again. All right. So, so anyway, I just the personally, I need to thank uh, Ryan myself because I had been wanting to start a podcast uh, for quite some time. I'd been talking about it, and uh, it was really Ryan who inspired me to uh, give uh, at least you know a shot at doing a lost podcast. And you know, with it was intimidating for me. Uh, Stephanie, uh, to to do a lost podcast, knowing the quality of the transmission and the broadcast, or I'm sorry, the podcast of called Lost Cast with Brian Lindner and John Keeler. They, I mean, the transmission and Lost Cast, as far as I'm concerned, are where the bar is and has been. I mean, with 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 the Lost Casts, you have theories 401 college graduate school level theology of lost i mean that's basically what you've got there and then you have ryan and jen perfect radio broadcast quality lost podcasting and then of course you got me who just likes to talk a lot and so i figured you know why not try this out but ryan really encouraged me uh got to uh really exchange some a lot of emails with him i gave you know, my first podcast a shot with you guys, and and you guys did awesome. I think you're pretty much what really uh, brought the the meat to the show. And so uh, I had Ryan listen to it. He gave me some critiques, and and uh, he says he really liked it, and he thought it was uh, a good show. And and uh, basically, what happened was uh, Ryan on the transmission plugged our show, and immediately within four weeks, we had two thousand listeners. Unbelievable. So, so really, um, the transmission lost podcast has come to an end. Um, the reasons given, he, <coughs> he actually, I, I did get an email from him several Sunday. days on Sunday. I got an email from him Sunday. He said that he was considering doing this, and uh, he said that it was due to some changes in his work schedule, and he said also some other changes around the house. Uh, but he has put to rest the any thoughts that there's anything tragic going on in their lives and stuff like that. It's not that. I mean, to be honest with you, without without him having any changes in his work schedule, he was already stretched to the limits. And and uh, basically, I'll, I'll play with you. Uh, or play with you. <laughs> Here comes that explicit tag. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you some uh, clips from an interview that I did with them uh, a little while back, early on in our podcasting history, which is what? Eight weeks ago. Uh, so the, the first question that I asked in the interview, I said, uh, Jen, when did you first become a Lost fan? Pretty much, I'd say the second show of the first season. You know, I, I watched the pilot, and immediately after the pilot was over, I realized that I was going to have to watch again. And, I, and actually after, oh, what was the name of the episode? It was Lock, um, Walkabout. Walkabout. You know, Walkabout blew me away, and, and I knew I was going to be a fan forever. Okay. How great is her voice? I'll tell you, that, that is one of the things that drew a lot of people to the show, is mm-hmm. is just her voice. And, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking, this is some kind of Hawaiian dialect and, and stuff like that, and I was surprised to find out she's from Florida. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, her voice is great. And then uh, I asked Ryan, I said, uh, Ryan, how did the transmission come about? And this was his answer. Well, I mean, uh, I've been podcasting since February, and um, 
most of the year of poor Jen here just sees me sitting here in the den talking to myself and thinking, what a dork. <laughs> and uh, what what happened was I had Jen on my show as a guest, sort of as a gimmick. And in fact, she she disliked the sound of her voice so much that she'd run away from me. So the name of her initial segment on my show was... Uh, Annoy the Wife. Annoy the Wife. And uh, But in her segments, she started getting into it and Lost was a common topic because that's what we were excited about. So we'd get two kinds of responses from the listeners to my show, which was, one, we love the Lost talk, talk more about it, and two, you know, we're, we're sick of Lost, we're not watching Lost, talk about something else, because her, her segments were about all sorts of other things, movies and music and stuff. So definitely, even, I would say, as early as the summer, we were joking about, we should just spin it off and do an all-Lost show. But uh, as soon as we went to Waikiki Beach and saw the season premiere of season two a week ahead of everyone else and uh, came back totally soaked but uh, totally, you know, awestruck, we knew that we were going to be doing a all-lost show. I can't believe she didn't like her voice. Well, that's the same thing with Stephanie. Stephanie just said that she doesn't uh, listen to our show because she doesn't like to hear her voice. I'm sure other people don't listen to our show because they don't like to hear my voice. (laughs) No, get real. You're insane. All right. So the next thing I did is um, I asked Jen this question. I said, "Jen, how have you? Did you ever think that you would have such a huge uh, response uh, to your podcast?" And this is what she had responded with. Oh no way! No, I thought we we'd get like a few emails the first couple of episodes, and then it would kind of die down. Uh, actually, the the next question that I asked was, uh, Ryan, how many listeners do you have currently? Um, well, I just checked this afternoon. I'd, I'd put it, I'd say about 14,000. 14,000 listeners, guys. Can you that imagine? That was in December. That was wow. in December, yeah. So he's mm-hmm. probably had more since then, especially after the six-week hiatus. Uh, I asked Ryan, how much time do you spend uh, in pre-production? This is the work that you do uh, prior to recording. Probably more than we should, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, to the point where I, I, I'm beginning to think it's unhealthy. <laughs> that and Amen, I, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. I asked uh, Jen; uh, she immediately follows up how much uh, time she goes into preparing the show, and here's what she said: I spend usually all of Wednesdays going over emails that I've gotten and kind of organizing my thoughts, and I, I really don't do actual any actual work. Not you know, not in the technical sense. You know, Ryan does all the technical stuff, and and I just kind of. Um, write down what I'm going to say, think about what I'm going to say, and go through the emails, and, and that takes me, you know, a tie, pretty much an, an entire Wednesday, give or take. You know, I got stuff I have to do during the day. Well, like like little like three kids running around. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can hear that what they've said here is that they actually do uh, probably what I would call several hours of pre-show preparation to get an outline and stuff like that put together. Um, then I asked uh, Ryan the question, how much time do you spend after you record the show in editing? And this is what he responded with. But after the recording's done, now Ryan, you've already told us that you do a, quite a bit of editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've heard you talk about being up into the wee hours of the morning, uh, which now I'm very familiar with right. myself. Uh, but how much time do you spend in post-production? Well, let's see. Uh, the show airs here from eight to nine, which is good, frankly. If it if it aired at nine, like it does everywhere else, we <laughs> I would not go to sleep at all. Um, so Jen and I will sit and we'll talk. Um, hopefully, we'll be done by eleven. 
um, and that's when I get started. So I really hope to be done by three. Three is my. Um, if I'm not done by three, that's when I start to get a little weepy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that that's about as much about as much time as it takes. And you know the 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 other thing is, of course, after you've done putting the show together, it's uploading it all over the place, and uh, that's not a fast thing. And um, if if I try to do the enhanced podcast that same night, that'll usually bring me straight through to the morning. Okay, and so you can see how before his schedule changed, you know how hectic and time-consuming putting a podcast together. I, I'll tell you guys, um, I spend about approximately 10 hours a week on this show, and we do this every single week. And, and I'm still working out some of the kinks in our schedule to make sure that it doesn't interfere with my relationship with my wonderful wife across the table from me, and uh, especially the time that I have with my kids and as well as my full-time job in insurance, where I often work more than 40 hours a week. And Believe it or not, I do ministry full-time outside of that somewhere in my schedule. So, yeah, that, podcasting actually does take up a lot of time. So, um, And then, of course, um, one other thing, I, I, just, I just really thought this was interesting, and this is what kind of made the transition unique. And this is uh, where I asked um, Ryan and Jen how often they bumped into the cast on the island. Well... Actually, I don't think we ever really have. Um, we we saw we were very very close to one set. Um, we were very close to where they were shooting uh, Michelle Rodriguez in in her cop uniform. Um, we were like a block away, and that's really as close as we've ever gotten. And that was just once. Well, no, that's as close as you've gotten. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's the thing right. is that uh, you know Jen is has Jen has the toughest full time job in the world. Amen. I'm um, watching our three kids, so she's here in the suburban boonies. But I work downtown, and they do a lot of shooting downtown. So I have uh, seen and chatted with uh, Evangeline Lilly and also Michelle Rodriguez at that shooting, at that uh, filming location that Jen was talking about. We were just out to lunch, and there she is out in the street in a, in a cop uniform. So, um, But, you know, we, we, see, we see a lot of film crews. We don't always see the stars. The fact of the matter is a film crew will be on a location for 10 hours, but the, uh, the stars of the show will be visible maybe an hour of that. So right. it's, it's all luck if you, if you catch them or not. Okay, well, there, if you're interested, you can actually catch the entire interview that I did with Ryan and Jen on our January 7th podcast. At the very end, after the end of the show and our exit theme, uh, I played the entire interview with Ryan and Jen. And so it's, it's very neat. And, and I'll tell you, that night, I really felt like I connected with them. And, and ever since then, Ryan and I probably passed four or five, maybe six emails a week back and forth to each other. And uh, he's been a great resource in helping us get things set up as far as where to get the best hosting for bandwidth and, and stuff like that. So I'll tell you what, if you guys are out there and you're brand new to Generally Speaking, you've never heard of any other podcast, and maybe perhaps this is the very first time you're listening to us, um, You know, I, I'm not going to apologize for spending the first several moments of our uh, podcast this week uh, devoted to them because I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Ryan and Jen, we would not have this lost edition of Generally Speaking. And so uh, Ryan and Jen, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you very much for everything you've done. Now, uh, next up, uh, we've got some emails and we got some comments from our <laughs> listeners uh, who wanted to send their word of thanks to Ryan and Jen. So we're going to start it off with a phone call uh, that we got from Tim from 
Carterton, which is near Oxford in the UK. Hey, it's Tim from the UK. Um, I understand you're doing a bit of a tribute tonight for Ryan and Jen, so I wanted to drop in my, my heartfelt thanks to them for all the work that they've done. They were um, probably one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, let alone lost podcasts, um, so it's, it's tremendous really. Um, that they've given us so much information and taken so much out of their own spare time to, to do what they felt was good for the show. Um, it's obviously a shame they're gone, but life needs to carry on. They've, they've given the reasons as to why, and I totally respect them. Um, they've reached out to quite a lot of places in the world. Obviously, I'm in the UK, so that's just across the water, but I understand people in Australia and, and all sorts of places have, have listened to them. So, uh, once again, thank you guys. It's a shame to see you go, uh, but I wish you all the best uh, for the future. Cheers. Okay, so... Uh you could just, I mean, you could tell. Now, Tim recorded that pretty much very soon, right after the announcement. And, and, and I believe, literally, there were people all over the world that felt like they lost a loved one this week when they downloaded that little eight-minute clip on the transmission this week. And, and you could just tell it in his voice. We got a comment on our blog, uh, and uh, this one's from Dina, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Rachel, if you want to read that one for us. It says, Hi, Cliff, Rachel, and Stephanie. I was a huge fan of the transmission. I will really miss Jen and Ryan. The transmission was the first podcast I ever checked out, and they were the benchmark for all other podcasts I've checked out since. Not many other podcasts made it past my 10-minute roll. They were awesome and will be sorely missed. I heard about your podcast either through their podcast or through Jay and Jack's, but never downloaded it. But a time slot opened up in my busy podcast listening schedule, and I checked it out for the first time. Wow, I really enjoyed it. So much that I decided to post and let you know, and I don't normally do that. Very funny and great insights. I'm not a very religious person, more spiritual in nature, but I found the background info you provided to be very interesting. The bit with your kids at the end of the current podcast was just too cute for words. Keep up the great work, and I'll keep on listening. Dina, thank you very much, um, and we are so glad to have you as a new listener to our podcast. Um, somebody emailed me, I think it was Kim, Gracie's mom, uh, and asked me, you know, what effect do you think this will have on the number of listeners that you have? Knowing uh, that, and, and I was going to mention this in the podcast update, but we just broke the 4,000 listeners uh, mark this past week. And this was before the announcement. Hmm. Now, uh, Ryan and Jen, as you heard back in December, had 14,000 listeners. And we do happen to be the podcast that has the husband and wife feel to it and, you know, the whole kids feel to it. We're actually only, we'll now be the only podcast. That, it, that broadcasts as far as full length, like at least one hour every week where the female perspective is given. And not only do we have just not just one, but we have both of you ladies here to give the female perspective and, and to to cut me off so that you can you can bring that up to our show. So um, the question is, is what will this mean to our listenership? And I am certain that we will grow. I'm sure there will be a lot of people that will hear about our podcast as a result of uh, the farewell message Ryan and Jen left, uh, which, you know, they mentioned our podcast. They also referred people to the Lost Podcasting Network, which also we're a part of, and a uh, very proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. And um, so people will check us out, and, and I think that we'll probably gain maybe a couple thousand listeners. Um, and, and you know what? I'm very, I'd lie if I didn't say that I was excited about that portion of it, but it came at a very high cost, and, and I would have rather worked hard and gained the listeners versus um, 
inheriting them. But but in either case, Dina, we're happy to have you and any other um, listeners from, from that were normally uh, listening to the tr- transmission on a regular weekly basis and made it as a priority to listen to them over our show. And, and we don't blame you because we know that their quality is well beyond ours. Our, our show is eight weeks old, and, and we're still working this stuff out. And uh, we just pray that you'll stick with us for the long haul and, and uh, give us time to even improve more. Stephanie, um, or actually, well, since we talked about Gracie's mom, let me go ahead and uh, play a tribute call that she had sent in. Before I, I go further, I do want to mention to you that actually she emailed this comment in, and she recorded it as, a I guess, a WAV file on her computer, and I do want to let you know that her computer picked up a lot of mechanical noises, and there's absolutely nothing that could be done to to edit that out and to uh, edit the audio. Uh, so I do apologize, but I thought, regardless of the sound quality, the comment that Kim makes needs to be uh, put out there. So here's here's Kim. Hey guys, it's Kim, uh, also known as Gracie's mom. I just want to call and say a special thank you to Ryan and Jen for all they did for us lost addicts while they were on the transmission. And I'd also like to thank them for introducing me to Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. Ryan and Jen, have a great life, and I hope to hear you back on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Kim. And, and yeah, just just like so many other people, she heard about our show as a result of the transmission. Uh, Stephanie, you want to read our, our note from Anita. Hello, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. After hearing from my coworker about Ryan and Jen's farewell today, I felt sad, like I was losing two new friends. I really looked forward to hearing their comments every week. Usually I'd hear something I hadn't considered or realized when watching the that week's lost episode. Then my coworker told me about your podcast, so I listened first for, first for myself to Ryan and Jen's farewell chat. I I heard them recommend you as well, and then I switched to yours. How absolutely fun to hear you guys having a blast. I laughed out loud so many times. I'm sure I looked a little crazy. I felt like I was right there in your living room as part of your family. Well, neighborhood friend is more accurate, I guess. I am delighted to hear your perspectives as Christians, and as a Christian myself, your comments and insights today helped me understand some things a little better. I will definitely tune in each week, and I'm looking forward to maybe hearing a peep or two out of Ryan and Jen on occasion. Thanks for the sounding in the gap. Thanks for standing in the gap. Sorry about that. Thanks, Anita. And you can rest assured that you will hear Ryan and Jen on our show. They have told us that um, they'll be tuning in weekly. They'll be posting in the forums on a regular basis, which we'll be looking out for. And uh, they have said that they'll be calling into our podcast and giving some <clears throat> updates and maybe some cast sightings and stuff like that. So some of those things that, that they brought to the transmission will will also carry over here to our show. And, and not just ours. They're, they don't play favorites, which is what I like right. about them. They, yeah. they are very much, uh, they're very encouraging people and they encourage all the Lost podcasts. In fact, they started, they, Ryan actually officially launched the Lost Podcasting Network which is where uh, instead of having a feed for each individual one uh, where you have to go to each feed and, and subscribe, you can subscribe to the Lost Podcasting Network and you get all the Lost po- Podcasts. And Ryan started that. And so you can, you'll, you can be sure that no matter which of the other Lost Podcasts you listen to, you'll hear Ryan and Jen pop up from time to time. 
you want um, me to take Shelly or Natalie? Um, I'm going to have you do uh, Natalie in just a moment. But before I do, I want to play Edith Baker's uh, phone call. We love Edith Baker. Uh, she is, she is uh, one of our top donors to our site and and uh, to our, our podcast. And without the support of our listeners, we would not be able to pull this off. So That's not the only reason we love her. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm, I, I'm telling you, she has she has special room in my heart because she she was very generous with the donation that she did send. And, and Edith B., thank you so much. And here's what Edith had to say about Ryan and Jen. Hi, this is Edith Baker from Damascus, Maryland, which happens to be a suburb of Washington, D.C. I just called to let Jen and Ryan know how much they will be missed and how much I enjoyed their podcast. Uh, they were always the first one to upload their program, and it was very much appreciated. Ryan, I hope that you will be keeping us posted on all the inside information regarding the filming of Lost around Hawaii. And I wish you all the best. Aloha. Rachel, Cliff, Stephanie, I hope that you will still be keeping up with the podcast and uh, keep up the good work and keep us laughing. Thank you. And now I'll be signing off. Aloha to all of you. Thank you very much, Edith. And uh, you, we've we already had some gut busting laughter. Uh, Cliff to... cut us off. <laughs> Cliff made us stop laughing. He said we had to be serious. We're trying. We're trying to have a little liturgy here and 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 be solemn. And and we we unfortunately broke out in huge laughter and <laughs> like that. But that's what we're uh, about. Yes, it is. You can't say our shows is family friendly. Gut laughing, great time. Should I leave it? Do you think I should just leave all that and in? Then, and then uh, tell us what we need to be some of it, but I don't think all of it. Yeah, not all of it. All of it was a little crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, but maybe some of it. So later. stay tuned after the end of the show, after the exit theme, and there'll be a little cutout. And I'll tell just you what. It's like if, 20 minutes of pure laughter. It's pretty yeah, good. I love when you do that. I like when you have the thing at the end of it. I okay. It's probably harder work, but. No, it's not too hard, so I think we'll it's do fun. it. I can stay up until four in the morning. It's no problem. <laughs> Ryan did it. Come on. I do it he too. He has some shoes to follow in. I know. He I've, does yeah. it too. Yeah, I do. Friday nights. Stephanie, will you read Shelly at the top of the page there? Shelly from Australia. I was so surprised about the announcement. I love the transmission and I will miss it so much as it was one of my two favorite Lost podcasts, yours being the other. I would like to thank Ryan and Jen for their time and love put into this cast. Maybe in the future for the next for the next season of Lost or as a special edition cast, maybe we will. Okay, I'm sorry. It's back. Maybe we we will be hearing hearing the transmission again, Shelley. I think I I'm sorry, Shelley, it's very late and my reading skills have gone down the drain. <laughs> that was me last week. I'm like da 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 Yeah, I'm not working. Okay, okay I'm gonna read with I'm Natalie. Right. Let me read Natalie and then I'll let you read Ryan. I Natalie wrote and said, I am so sad about Ryan and Jen. I just discovered pa- podcasts and the transmission and tur- and it the transmission turned me on to all the different lost podcasts, including generally speaking, as well as the deeper stuff in Lost. I had just caught up with the transmission when they announced that they were going to stop. I am genuinely sorry that they will no longer be podcasting, but I hope, but I'm hoping and praying that they will be heard on Generally Speaking on a regular basis. Maybe we can all pitch in and try to convince Ryan and Jen to come back for season three. 
Ryan and Jen, you will be sorely missed. And then, of course, Ryan uh, and I, as like I said, we 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 go back and forth in emails uh, several times a week. And Ryan and I have written a lot since since the announcement's been out. And and this is what Ryan wrote to me. I believe it was either yesterday or today. So okay. you want to read that? Mm-hmm. He writes, "Aloha, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. Thanks so much for your wonderful wonderful words." And to everyone, our listeners, for such a sweet send-off. Jen and I have been overwhelmed with the response of our sad announcement and have shed more than a few tears. Cliff's right. Doing a podcast is a lot of work, but we had a blast, and we'll never forget this wild ride. We're going to miss our show, too, but we're not leaving lost, and we take comfort knowing that Cliff is proudly still carrying the warm and friendly Family Den Chat podcasting torch. Cliff, you've been a thoughtful and enthusiastic colleague and friend, and I hope we'll continue to obsess over lost together. Keep up the great work. We'll be listening and hope to join your many fans and sending in the occasional comment or two. Ryan and Jen, thank you very much. And uh, I, I literally spent uh, several hours today digging through all their previous episodes to bring you guys a little bit of a tribute to the transmission. And so this is about three and a half minutes long, uh, and it gives you just a little bit of their music that we've all grown to love so much and. Uh, it also one of my favorite moments in transmission history when Jorge Garcia called the show. And I end it with my favorite clip, which is when they use, I guess it's it's a local Hawaiian dialect and language when they say all kinds of things that I don't understand. <laughs> but I love it because it sounds nice and I'm sure they're saying very nice things to people. So, so uh, in honor of Ryan and Jen, this is what I will call my transmission tribute. The Transmission, Episode 0, September 18th, 2005. The Transmission, Episode 1, September 24th, 2005. The Transmission, Episode 2, Episode 8, Episode 12, Episode 15, Episode 16, Episode 17, January 25th, 2006. I've got goosebumps. Over now to you all, everybody. All right, so uh, what have we got in the Lost Line voicemail? Well, we have a comment from some guy named Jorge that you might have seen on TV. Hmm. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Jorge Garcia, believe it or not, and... Um, I was just calling to kind of give you guys a heads up that some of us are listening. And I just got inspired to call because when I was watching the episode, what I kind of latched on to as far as um, analysis, and just so you know, I have no inside information if this is a direction they're going in or anything like that. So, you know, I'm just, this is just coming from viewer to viewer. It just it seems that Locke, even though we only got a piece of it, was being very successful in the backgammon game. And almost too successful, possibly. It just made me wonder if Locke has a similar power 
that Walt would have, only not as strong or as developed as Walt's was, which is probably why he was so interested in Walt's. Yeah, it's just my, um, my thoughts. Keep the good work on, popular. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jorge. That wow. is so cool. Our first celebrity. Absolutely. And, you know, just Jorge, I mean, he's the one who we hear always talking about interacting with the fans. He actually goes onto the message boards and interacts with the fans and now, I guess, calling dorky podcasts like ours. <laughs> he's so cool. I would love to meet him. Thank you for listening, everybody. Mele Kalikimaka. Mele Kalikimaka. Aloha. Oli Makahiki Ho. Aloha. Aloha. What do you say? <laughs> I love that. I like Likimaka. I I always wanted to ask you, but I never got around to do that. So, Ryan and Jen, maybe you guys can call us in and tell us what all those words mean. <laughs> but uh, that's my that's my transmission tribute. And, I and liked that. That was good. I thank you very much. I I, I wish I would have had more time to put something together, but I just had to throw that together. And and I want to uh, just say thank you to our brand new listeners and those of you who uh, don't know anything about the transmission podcast and and just sat through and listened to all that. So uh, if and and then those of you who have never heard of the transmission, you can still go there. There'll be a link on our site. And I I invite you to go back and listen to all their previous uh, podcasts. So uh, that's something you can do in your free time. Uh, anyway, uh, to get us transitioned from our uh, memorial service and into our podcast show for this evening, uh, Rem is going to say his final words to the transmission, and he's going to take us into the show. Greetings and salutations, Rachel, Stephanie, and Cliff. It's Rem checking in from Calgary. A pleasure to join you on this special Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. First, I want to pay many thanks and say that we're really going to miss Jen and Ryan from The Transmission. They were actually the first podcast dedicated to Lost I'd ever listened to. Really enjoyed the show. They really set a fine standard for others to follow, and we're really going to miss hearing them every week talking about the show that we all love. And all going well, we're going to be hearing from Jen and Ryan checking in from time to time. And also a special thanks for creating the Lost Podcasting Network. It's a great resource where fans of Lost can go find podcasts all collected in one spot. Thank you for your fine work, and we definitely hope to hear from you in the future. Okay, and this week I really want to challenge the idea that everyone has that Libby and Cindy are others. I Uh definitely think that they are not. First point, well, turns out Libby knew that Hurley was the last one on the plane. She knew he was sweating. He was wearing headphones. She could have seen him if she was sitting far in the back in the tail section, where apparently she was. Did Hurley really step on her foot? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she was just saying that to build a little rapport and maybe flirt with him a little bit. Also, there's a very brief shot in the episode The Other 48 Days where you see Libby in the water. Now, how do you explain that? Unless perhaps she knew the plane was going to break up exactly where and made sure that she was on the beach when the plane landed. But I think it's very unlikely. Now, does Libby know that he's rich? Maybe. Does Libby know that Hurley was in the psych ward? I think that's a definite possibility. Now, was Libby a patient instead of a doctor? I think that's very possible. I would posit that she was in the psych ward as a patient and she wanted to distract Hurley and give him a different context or reason for recognizing her. 
Now, was Libby in cahoots with Cindy and Goodwin? I would say definitely not. Now, some might think that Cindy was on the plane and once it crashed, found Libby and told her about everyone on the plane, including Hurley's late arrival. So did the Dharma people actually shoot the plane out of the sky? I don't think so. If Cindy was one of the others in her spare time and maybe a flight attendant full-time, how do you think she'd react if the fine folks at the Hanso Foundation said, okay, Cindy, once your plane is en route to L.A., we're going to scramble the navigation and send it off course. Then, about two hours later, we're going to hit it with the patented Dharma death ray. Cut the plane into three pieces and you'll have a not-so-pleasant water landing and you might drown. Now, if you survive, you'll hook up with Libby, who will be waiting on the beach, pretending to be one of the waterlogged survivors. Then, once Goodwin shows up, start a manipulative triangle to coax the survivors off the beach and into the jungle, where we'll pick them off one by one. Now, I really like the idea that Libby was a psych ward patient. Put me on record, have it notarized. That is my belief. And one other thing, while we're at it, I think it's really inconceivable that what... Oh, oh... Ah, crap. Um, just, uh, give me a second here, okay? Okay, let's take this. Um, 4, 8, 15, 16, 42, Okay, back to business. So that's my theory. Libby is not one of the others. She is a psych ward patient, and she doesn't want Hurley to recognize where he knows her from. You heard it here first. Thanks, everyone. Have a great show, and we'll talk to you later. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> he, he makes our theory sound dumb. <laughs> I like his theory, but I still think ours is cooler. Well, I have a new theory. Cliff's <laughs> got a theory about his theory. I have a theory. I believe Rem has been kidnapped. And he's been brought to one of the underground hatches, on bunkers, and they're holding him hostage at gunpoint, and making and they're making him record this. And we know this because we hear in the background the alarm going off and him entering the numbers, which they're making him do also. So Gosh. Rem, anyway, we know okay. we know you agree with us, and that you listened to the proof from last <laughs> week's episode that that we gave you crystal clear evidence, and we know that you're being held at gunpoint. Stephanie, what do you say? Well, I I still I still think Libby's another, and she was not on the plane. And um, if you remember back when um, Ethan kidnapped Claire. Yes. And she escaped, and he came to them and said, I want her back, and you're going to return her, or I'm going to kill you one by one. Yeah. Remember? I do. Okay. And they stood watch so that he could not come and kill them. But they woke up in the morning, and there was a guy dead because he came in through the water. Which there happens to be an underwater bunker. And so, it I mean, happens to be one right underneath yeah. where they brought the plane down. So Libby, and she yes, floated can, to all the right, talk, please. <laughs> I like that. Libby being in the water does not mean that she was on the plane. <coughs> but she was all beaten and bruised, I hear. That's because Goodwin beat her up before the plane went down. But he wasn't wet. And she no, was. that's because the plane landed. He on didn't her. have to beat her up in the water. He just had to beat her up. And why would? Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. It's your theory. Why are you questioning? Yeah. Me? Well, I'm, let her have her own theory. 
You know, that's what the show's about. <laughs> Cliff. Well, well, that's exactly it. And Rem, you know what? You you can disagree with we me. We love Rem still, you know. Yeah, and but. and the and uh, we'll probably still let him send in some audio comments because really, it brings <laughs> a, brings really a cool if, if, he's got a good voice and and he does do our official announcing yes, at a very good price. Um, you know, we'll have to double his pay. Remind me to do that. I'll, I'll, still, I'll, zero times zero is zero. <laughs> well, anyway, we're gonna well we'll triple it. Sorry. So anyway, um. Rem, you know, you can disagree with us, and that's cool. And, you know, in fact, there are a lot of people that disagree with me. But there are some people who have emailed, and, and uh, we'll share some of those in the <coughs> listeners' comments, that, that were convinced by the proof that I gave. And Sam, Emily wrote in and says, Hey, guys, I love this podcast because I truly feel like I'm sitting around listening to friends, and I love hearing the outburst of laughter, especially Cliff's silent, gut-busting laugh. Do we have a clip of that? Which, he did it tonight, so... <laughs> it'll be at the end. If it's not in the show, it'll be at the end. It'll be great. It was um, a gut-buster. I could not breathe. He couldn't. That was horrible. It was great. So, okay. anyway. Cliff couldn't breathe. That was great. <laughs> That's what I just said. Anyway. Okay. I thought you guys were right on the money with the Goodwin, Cindy, and Libby is others theory. I had noticed for a long time that it was Libby who had done the egging on of Anna Lucia to push her to do certain things, capture capture Nathan, move off the beach, etc. I do believe that she was not on the plane because of how many forced details she threw into convince Hurley that she had seen him which she learned about from Cindy. Even though she was on the beach during the crash scene, she could easily have gotten into the water right after the crash to make her appear as one of them. With all of the chaos, no one would have noticed that. Which I agree with her. I mean, they had just fallen from the sky. Have you heard of (laughs) post-traumatic stress disorder? They're not looking around saying, where'd she come from? Yeah. Anyway, so, right. Lost my place. I believe. Okay. I believe Goodwin was in the woods making sure her transition into a tailee was smooth and also to make sure Cindy was alive. And was it just me or did anyone else think Libby looked a little weird in this episode? Kind of like how Goodwin's facial expressions changed after he was discovered as being an other. Mm -hmm. As to where Hurley would have seen Libby... I'll guess that maybe she was working in the institution where Hurley's friend, Lenny, was because some some believe he was actually a hatch worker once. Hmm. If she'd known Hurley had the numbers, she could have kept an eye on him to see what happened with him and maybe orchestrated the circumstances that brought Hurley to the island. But the others don't know about about the secret weapon the Fuseys have, the flight manifest. Okay, that's a lot of rambling, but I thought I'd get get it out there for people to comment and think about. Emily, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> that is an interesting you, theory. Um, yeah, I think it's right on. It's right on. I don't think Libby was on the plane. Do you think they're going to get the flight manifest uh, and see? I think they will. I, yeah. Uh, now that her, I mean, because yeah, the thing cause is, because Hurley knows that he knows her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what, did, what did Gracie's mom say last week? She knows that she yeah. knows. She <laughs> okay. knows that she, she knows. knows that she knows. Um, Hurley knows that he knows her from somewhere. He knows it's not from the plane. Hurley's the one who has the ma- or had the manifest mm-hmm. and found out that Ethan wasn't on the plane. So it's only a matter of time before he goes back and 
he he has to get over the shock of seeing her naked. Yeah, Yeah, back to Dane in the beginning. (laughs) Never saw her naked. In his mind, he saw her. (laughs) He saw her naked. (laughs) Okay. Um, Dane with his what he saw was probably better than if he did peek. (laughs) (laughs) If he interrupts me one more time, I'm gonna get up and leave. Yes. Oh my gosh. Go I'm ahead. already up like two hours past my bedtime. Let me speak. I am so sorry, babe. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> Is there a problem over there? I lost my train of thought. It's 11 o'clock. He knows. He already knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean to me. You I'm are not, in my I'm house. not. Oh my I'm just saying. I'm trying to jog the memory. I know you are. I know you are. He knows that he knows that he knows her. He knows that he knows that he knows. Um, okay, and he'll go back to the manifest. And I don't remember what I was saying. You still gotta let me speak when I'm in the moment. You gotta just <laughs> write it out, okay? I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? I'll think about it. I won't. <laughs> am I sleeping on the couch tonight? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. If your daughter decides she's sleeping in our bed I would again. sleep down here. It looks more comfortable. Don't say down here. They're going to know we're in our basement. This is <laughs> this is our fine living room people this, are this being This is in. our den. This is the informal living room. Upstairs okay. is the formal. Upstairs okay. is the formal living room. Okay, so, yeah, yeah and th- so this is the more, this yeah. is our den, which is yes. where we would invite this friends. Is our, this is our family room. Yes. Upstairs is our living room. Right. So but welcome, so I've been room. saying welcome to our living room, so this I should be saying family, family room. room. Right. You guys uh, are family. goes back to, oh, I was saying. <laughs> oh, go ahead. See? I was going back to so anyway, Rachel in the beginning with his what's up with that. And now I don't even remember what he said in his what's up with that segment. Oh, he oh, said yeah. what's up with uh, what's up the with numbers. <laughs> the numbers. Right. He talked about why did they show an episode from last year. And it happened this to be the numbers why. one. This is why. Because we watched it in slow motion pretty much. Um, Libby was not in any of the scenes from the institution that we yeah. could... Okay. We could not see her there. So, but that doesn't mean that that's she not where work. he knows her from. She right. just because we never seen yeah. episode where Hurley's in the institution, right. which he used to be. Right. But and if you don't want to hear spoilers, or if you haven't heard this already, we're spoiling. Cut, cut me off. Cut me off because I'm about to say something. Um, I've heard that in the next couple episodes, we're going to find the underwater hatch. Mm-hmm. And if you remember back to the numbers episode when. Um, <laughs> This put the mic horn. It was your cord, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Hurley goes off looking for the French chick. Which is what he calls her. And they and they Hey French chick. He yells into the woods. Hey French chick. So anyway, he goes off looking for for Danielle, and he follows this cord until it runs into the ground. And um, so anyway, that has something to do with the underwater hatch. Um, Yeah, I agree. There are many, 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 many reasons that they showed numbers last night. And maybe they'll bring the numbers back and do something with it. I hope so, because it was in that episode, wasn't it? We were sitting there watching, and at the end, at the very end, they... um, they do a close-up on the hatch just to show that the mm-hmm. numbers are printed mm-hmm. on the hatch. So it's just, it's one more reason 
one more thing, how the numbers are everywhere, mm-hmm. and they're not really doing anything about it. But I, I just since we're uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff now, yeah, um, we do have a new segment that we're going to introduce. Cliff stopped writing us scripts, so now we're just all over the place. We are all. We over don't know the, what to do. We're just gonna, we're just going <laughs> to bounce around. Too bad there's no episode. If there was an episode, we could probably keep there's some kind of order. episode, we might have something to talk about. But uh, since there's no episode, <laughs> we're going to introduce uh, Eric Fisher from not Milan, Indiana, which I did introduce him once uh, a couple weeks back as Milan. It's uh, Marion, Indiana. And uh, Eric Fisher uh, has been on our uh, show, and, and uh, he contributes a lot to uh, some of the things that we talk about. And he's going to start calling in a crazy theory of the week. Yes. And uh, he and I talked about this. He's going to be bringing up, uh, like, using clips from current episodes and previous episodes out of context, along with outside clips, uh, to to bring us a very crazy, unbelievable theory. So, let's, uh, Eric, let's see how you do. This is Eric Fisher with the Crazy Theory of the Week. It's so crazy, it might be true. This episode brought to you in honor of the passing of the transmission. Now, this is my first shot, so don't be down on me. I'm no lost theorologist, but I think I know what's going on on the island. It hit me when I thought about when the hatch was made. The early 80s, right? What TV show was made in the 80s? Pee-wee's Playhouse. Stop, my name don't wear it out. So what happened is, the ratings went downhill. Remember the band. They closed down the island that was the playhouse. It's overgrown now, so you can't tell. Why don't you take a picture of the last longer? So the whole time, Pee-wee's been living on the island going crazy. <laughs> and he's Mr. Friendly. Now you are, but what am I? The others are really crew members who couldn't get off the island. And meanwhile, they've been making the polar bears and monkeys. I don't make monkeys, I just train them. Okay, maybe not making monkeys, but they have been training them. And the polar bears to swim (laughs) off the island and get help. But since two of them have been killed so far, Pee-wee, I mean, Mr. Friendly, ain't so friendly anymore. And that's the theory. Till next week, when we find out it's true, this is Eric. Stay lost. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? That's great. Uh, Eric Fisher, thank, thank you so you. much. We look forward to that every week. You know, <clears throat> one of the things that we're trying to do is always improve <laughs> the quality and, and production. So we're trying to always step up the quality of our show here, as you can tell. <laughs> and it's you know it's it's thanks to our listeners that um, that help out. You know, Rem in Canada uh, does our announcing at the beginning and the end. Uh, Doctor Bruder from Chicago calls in comments, and uh, he's the uh, creator of the music intro theme. Uh, and uh, we thank you uh, to Tim from UK that calls in and. And gives us good stuff. And Dane with the what's up with that theory. So, uh, it, you know, we're just constantly looking for different things that we can bring to our show. And, and uh, you guys might be interested to know that we've brought in a new reach research staff hmm. to our show for spoilers 
and <laughs> gossip me. columns. Who's that? Uh, Gracie's mom. Nice. Yes, she she spends all day at work doing nothing apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's actually coming from her directly. Uh, so uh, uh, Gracie's mom's boss. Uh, <laughs> we love you. Well, thanks for paying her to do our research. Yeah. So she's going to be doing uh, research and uh, sending us over the information, and I might pass that on to Rem or uh, one of our other folks on our uh, podcast team to uh, record us some, some bits and stuff like that to bring into our show. Let's go ahead and just jump right into some listener feedback and uh, get this thing closed out for the evening. Can I read Brian from Alabama? Yeah, go right ahead. Because okay. I like this one, and all yeah. you people that say you're Southerners and you're offended, you can listen to this too. Hello, you guys have just gotten me as a listener since Ryan and Jen stopped their podcast. I absolutely love your show. Well done, and a lot and a lot of laughs. Great job. My first show I listened to was the 12106 podcast. I am from Alabama, and I love the jokes about the South. Sadly, they were a fairly accurate depiction of the rednecks here, though not all of us are that way. Don't be afraid of that kind of humor. You guys pulled it off well. I was laughing way too hard. Anyway, you guys are doing a great job, and you have me as a subscriber. So there. Thank you, Brian. And you know, Jeff Foxworthy and, makes a living at making yeah, fun of Southerners. I know. And people laugh at him, so. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Brian. But th- those comments about the South were made by Darcy, who is from the South. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, if he can laugh at himself. So anyway. People need to light up. Okay. Moving, moving right along. It's amazing how much hate mail some people will take their time to send to us. Oh, and how long and lengthy they can be. I know. Just yes. put a smile on, because it takes less face muscles to smile than it does to frown. There so, you go. Put anyway, a smile on. Moving email on. some happy thoughts. All right. Um, let's see. We got an email from, and their, her name is, my name is not Annie. And Rachel, <laughs> will you read that? Sure. It says, hi Cliff. I don't know if my observations are old news, but interesting enough to me. Attached are two screen caps. One is from, in translation, Jin holds a distinctive gold Rolex. Later in that episode, he explains to his fisherman father that Mr. Pake wants him to deliver watches to Mr. Pake's colleagues in Sydney and L.A. Jump back to the walkabout episode. The tour guide that denies access to Locke on the walkabout is wearing the same gold Rolex. The screen caps are explanatory. Could the tour guide have been secured by Mr. Pake's organization to ensure Mr. Locke is not anywhere but sitting in a seat on Flight 815 out of Sydney? I love your show and have ideas for segments. We'll send them along another time. Cheers. I like that theory. Mm-hmm, In fact, true. I do have a, a screen captures of the Rolex, Rolex watch, and I will certainly make sure that we put that up on the blog so you guys can see those. Uh, Stephanie, will you read Barb B. from Schenectady, New York? Yeah, I love this one. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie and Rachel. I decided to address you ladies first since everyone always lists Cliff first. Thanks for noticing. No offense, Cliff. I just love listening to your podcast. Stephanie, your kids sounded so cute on the Technical Difficulties podcast. Happy anniversary, Rachel. Thank you for that because coaching our kids to do that was so much fun. Yes, it was. (laughs) One of the reasons I love listening to you girls and Guy is that I am not very familiar with the Bible or Christianity. So when those things you catch pop up on the screen, I don't see them in the same fashion as you. When you start describing the scriptures that the symbols mean, I get to see the broader picture. I don't mind the religious way the show is going, but I just hope it does not turn out to be some some sort of corny purgatory ending. I agree. Me too. I learn a lot from your podcast in reference to these different types of scenarios you play out for the listeners. Please keep up the great podcast. Cliff, I believe exactly what you said about... 
I believe exactly what you said about you think married people should be having more sex. Amen. I'm married as well. Where is that Bible so I can quote it to my husband? <laughs> yeah. She, she actually Where says, is that in the Bible so I can quote it to my husband? Talk well, to you soon. Well, Barb, let me, let me tell you. First of all, uh, the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, depending on what kind of Bible you have, in the Old Testament is an entire book. Uh, where two lovers talk about each other in a very different way than you might expect to read in the Bible. So take a look at that book and read that. However, I will give you something from the New Testament. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote this to the ch- people in the church in Corinth. And this is 1 Corinthians 7, 3-5. through 5, And it's one of my favorite verses, by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. It says no, he's not. <laughs> okay, no, he's I'm not. He's a man. Okay, it says, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband bo- husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other f- except for by mutual consent, and only for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then... Come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So really what this is saying is have sex every day, but a little bit on Sunday. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm taking this home to Brian. He'll like that. Yes. I know he will. (laughs) So anyway, there you go, Barbara. Take that to your husband and uh, maybe he'll start uh, smiling and listening to our podcast as well. And good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, why don't you read the next one there? Okay. Norma from Florida. Not normal. Not normal. Norma. <laughs> you got to explain now. Okay. Um, when Cliff sent us the um, emails this afternoon, um, I'm flipping through them. I'm reading through them, and I get to the bottom of, of page three here, and it says, Normal from Florida says. And I he had a typo, and it was... It was hilarious. It was I'm funny. like, who's going to call themselves Normal from Florida? And I, <laughs> I even responded to his email, and I said, I really like Normal from Florida's email here and I like went to explanation of why I liked it it was funny so we, we are only human we're not perfect yeah in fact yeah. I, I do need I've been looking for um, a, a place where I can actually use this sound clip from the official lost podcast we're not perfect okay so we're not perfect yeah okay so Norma from Florida hi Cliff Stephanie Rachel and all generally speaking fans I was I was just listening to the latest podcast where you were discussing Charlie's dreams in relation to Joseph and the Pharaoh. This made me think of Joseph in the New Testament, meaning Jesus' father. I may be remembering wrong. It's been years since I've been in Sunday school, but here are my thoughts. Joseph raised a child, Jesus, that wasn't his blood. Charlie wants to raise Clara's baby with her. Joseph received a message in a dream that he had to take Mary and Jesus away to protect the baby. Charlie has dreams that he has to protect Claire's baby. What do you think? Keep up the great work, Norma. Norma, I think that that's a great catch. I think that's great, too. I, th- I think it is a fantastic catch. He had to... Um, Joseph had what was um, told in a dream that he had to take Jesus away from there because he was in danger, and they had to flee to Egypt for two or three years. I think, and um, that could very well be why why Charlie is having these dreams about Aaron. That's such a great similarity. Because the dreams are save the baby. <laughs> you must save the baby. That's right. It's great. 
Good and job. And I can't believe I didn't catch that. And, no, I, I know. And I'm very surprised. So thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. For, for catching job. that. And, and, and you are normal, Norma. <laughs> All right. Rachel, will you read Brandon's email, please? Absolutely. Brandon wrote, Hello, Generally Speaking Crew. As you had mentioned in last week's podcast, you were looking for people to drop you a line for new listeners that joined as a result of the interview in Sunday's Inquirer. Well, I do not live in Philly, but I was actually in a small town in New Jersey visiting family when I was shown Sunday's edition of the local paper, the Philadelphia Inquirer. My girlfriend and I are relatively new to the show and started watching this season, and on Friday had just finished getting caught up with the entire first season on DVD. We then downloaded The Hunting Party episode as our first experience, and we were enthralled. You guys are very entertaining and provide a great insight into the show. That, I don't know how you managed to find. My girlfriend listened to the Fire and Water podcast before I did, and she said, What do you think of Libby being an other? And I laughed at her. Then I listened to your arguments, and I'm convinced. There can hardly be any doubt. Rem. So, did you hear that, Rem? <laughs> yeah, Rem. Just read that last line one more time, Rachel, please. Then I listened to your arguments, Cliff, and I'm convinced. There can, ha- there can hardly be any doubt. Sorry, Rem. I had to do it. Okay. So while I do enjoy your show a lot, I'm torn. I don't know whether this is cheating, as there are potential spoilers and things that you bring up. Libby is an, as an example. Should I be making myself aware of these before they're blatantly obvious to the public? I don't know. If an episode airs, outing her as another, I will obviously not be nearly as shocked as a lot of my friends. As And is that cheating? I don't know. Anyway, I'll probably continue to listen, as I'm now just as hooked as everyone else. Keep up the good work. Brandon and Kim. Yet another lost-a-holic. Oh, We're glad to have you, Brandon. And as far as as far as this Libby being another, you you know, you well, you heard Rem's comment. He obviously disagrees with me. And and the thing here, what that is actually not a spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. That is totally just a theory it, based upon some stuff that's already out there. The evidence already shown in the show. So it so anything that came up in out of our hunting party episode with my proving Libby as an other at least by my own standards of proof, um, basically that is all general knowledge and I just used it, put it together, and and strung it together. And so in fact, when you actually talk to your friends, you can actually go to them and say, "Hey, did you see how this, this, and this?" And you can actually take credit for it if you want. It doesn't yeah. matter to and me. And as you listen to our show, you'll you'll hear a lot of theories because that's what we like to do is talk about all the theories that other people have out there. So if that, I mean, I don't. I like the theories. I think that's the biggest part why I like Lost is because it can be so many different things. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for that if you're willing to listen to us and give us a chance. I think you'll I think you'll like it. I think it's really cool. That's one of the reasons why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And and as far as theories go, um, we we're we're theories one hundred and one. And like I mentioned, that we the Lost Podcasting Network is out there, and there's a link to it in our site. Um, you can actually look for a, one called Lost Casts with Brian Lindner and, and John Keeler. And uh, and some other folks, uh, and and they actually have uh, theories four hundred one. I mean, graduate course theories, and so you should check them out if you're really into the theories. Uh, but again, these aren't spoilers; these are just theories, and they're out there based upon the information already shown in the show. And and what you're going to get from me are conspiracy theories. I like to just dig in, and and and, and sometimes I'm going to throw out some very wild stuff. That personally, I can hardly believe that will be true myself. But there's just enough information to make me say, "Hmm." So that that's what I like to do. So, uh, but on his on his side, also about um, now the thing with Libby being another that that's not a spoiler. That is a theory. Yes. But hearing spoilers, that's something that you need to make your own judgment on because um, 
several episodes back, um, you know, the trailer that someone's going to die leading up to when Shannon is shot. Mm -hmm. You know, the trailers lead you to believe it was going to be Sawyer. But through a spoiler, I found out that it was going to be Shannon, and I did view that episode differently. differently. Mm -hmm. I did. Exactly. So you have to make that decision for yourself. Exactly. Are spoilers for you or not? Yeah, and and the spoiler came from outside sources, uh, like TV Guide interviews and stuff like that. saying that the actress was leaving the show. Stuff that was not available to the general viewing public without going out and doing research. And speaking of non-spoiler information that you might want to be aware of, I do have some information to share with you. Everybody needs to know this. There's a DVR notice. You're hearing it here because we know that sometimes uh, your DVD cuts it off. This show is scheduled to run from 9 p.m. to 10.05. So fix your DVR to record starting at 8.58 and set it to record until 10.15 just to be safe so that you don't miss the end of Lost. So that's a notice for all you guys out there. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our tribute to the transmission. Ryan and Jen, you guys are—you always have an open door here, and uh, we invite your comments as often as you'd like. Record clips, send them in weekly, whenever you want to, as often as you like, and we'll always play them on our show. So, anyway, until next time, let's get lost. lost. Hold on, I'm gonna edit this out. Death sucks. <laughs> Where in the world is my extra? We so need to improve our quality of broadcasting. Close up to perfection. I am. Okay. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Send us an email to podcast at Ravenscraft.org. Better yet, call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958. After you hear this greeting... Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of our listeners. If you would like to contribute to our commercial-free podcast, simply click the PayPal donate button on our website at ravenscraft.org. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking. This is our... (laughs) You guys, this is a sad and solemn occasion here. Welcome to our February 4th Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm the wife. (laughs) And I'm going to say this right so I don't get scolded. I'm the next door neighbor, Rachel Griffin. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're going to start over again. They're going to think that I'm like the most horrible guy in the world. Say it right! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, we're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> Go for like a moment of silence. And then we'll come come in. And that's what I was going for and Rachel laughed. I know. That's all right. Sorry. It's all right. We'll forgive you this time. <laughs> Docking your pay. All right. 
And then you had um, Mayakama Sass make your own kind of music with Scott yeah. and Steve. And I, I like Scott and Steve too, but um, the they train- blasted me this week. They did. They did. Yeah. Why? Well, did. they had a misunderstanding of something that we did on yeah. January seventh. Something is that the, about the, the thing where it says that you drugs. don't hold a candle to. No, I had no. Been, I had said something about being on drugs or taking drugs or something. Lock, like you that. said you said Charlie yeah. needs to get back on the drugs or something. Something. And we were says, we were bashing Charlie. He says, "Well, wait a minute. We're gonna get an explicit rating." <laughs> Like we're gonna Scott and Steve. We're gonna be people are gonna associate us with Scott and Steve, and and so and you said explicit rating, and I, and I said explicit rating. Thinks that it's his kid, you know. I he just, did he did not labor and deliver that child. <laughs> he needs I to just, lay off. You know what? It's because he needs something to nurture. He that's keeping his mind off the drugs. He needs okay? some drugs. <laughs> oh my goodness! He was better doped up. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely getting edited out. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. In the drugs. <laughs> oh, we're oh, getting as goodness bad as we're, they're going to label us with explicit and put us right there next to Scott and Steve. Oh. And they thought we said that they were on drugs. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second! You can't be talking because I've been uh, touting this as a family-friendly podcast. Right. We can't be telling people that we think somebody needs to get high to to <laughs> chill out a little bit." And and so basically, when I said. Uh, you know, hey, they're going to rate us up there with Scott and Steve. I meant with the type of talk that happens in, in the panel discussion that Scott and Steve does. And and I think any Scott and Steve listener would know that they use some explicit language from time to time, which I ha- I listen to their podcast on a weekly basis. And I actually enjoy listening to it, and and, and I have no problem with that. But I, I was just saying that that time i said you know hey wait before you start talking like that here you know they're going to they're going to put us up there and and uh, i think scott and steve sometimes are right on the edge i don't understand sometimes how they can escape the explicit tag yeah. uh but but they do and, but that that's all i was mm-hmm. saying and so anyway they open up their show this week and it's like they said and they they're pretending they're all high and stoned i'm having trouble concentrating cuz i'm so stoned oh man you too like this every week with us. I know. At least it is according to Cliff Ravenscraft. Mm-hmm. That merchant of lies, that, over generally uh, speaking. Call the stoners, both of us. Yeah. We're not stoners. We no. Don't. I don't touch the stuff. And like you said, generally speaking, that was a very rude comment. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> generally speaking, Oh, but anyway, guys. they were they basically. If, if you listen to the Scott and Steve episode, they were to- totally joking and and took it light and stuff like that. But their listeners took them serious. <laughs> this is not going good. <laughs> this is supposed to be like this solemn s- occasion. We're supposed to be paying tribute and honor to the transmission. You brought pod- it up. I did. How did this come up? I don't. You know. did it. What? You brought up Scott and Steve. <laughs> When you're talking about the well, others. No, because you said Mayakama my, Sass, and I said, oh, yeah, Scott and Steve, you're the one that did it, not you did. <laughs> You're right, it's my fault. Okay. And my wife is, like, laughing at me, and I have no idea why. <laughs> he says podcast like no other word he speaks. Podcast. Ever. No, he says it like, he says he Cliff said. Ravenscraft. <laughs> you guys give me such a hard time. <laughs> podcast. You just overemphasized it just a little bit. So anyway, I wanted to start a podcast uh, for quite some time, and he's so serious tonight. He is. He's like, I wanted to start a podcast. So he's <laughs> <That's hand up laughs> <in> the- <laughs> his finger skills. <laughs> <laughs> 
that goodness look. Focus. All right. Focus. How can we be serious about this when you can't see this happen? You can edit it all out. Yeah. <coughs> so <laughs> I was. Somebody's <laughs> gonna be like, "Why is Stephanie not in the first fifteen minutes of your show?" <laughs> You're gonna do this. You're gonna get this comic spell. I just really think the girls should talk more. <laughs> they have no clue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they would write.